Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. All right, so we're going to call a little bit of an audible here. Uh, it's not too often that, you know, you get a blockbuster trade in the NBA this early in the season, especially now that they've expanded the, the playoffs with the, you know, the, ten, uh, the, the play-in game. So, you know, you get extra teams involved in the quote-unquote postseason. Uh, but the Knicks did make a, a big move this weekend, uh, acquiring OG Ananobi in a trade uh, that sends R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and a 2024 second-round pick to the Raptors. Uh, the Knicks also get forward Precious Achua and guard Malachi Flynn in the deal. And you remember the Knicks have been pursuing Ananobi for, for more than a year now. So uh, they finally get their guy, uh, and it comes – with some controversy, I'll say, because the Knicks fan had been torn on how they felt about R.J. Barrett. This is a guy who, of course, was taken number three overall, and there's always this allegiance, especially here in New York, watching these teams and being around the fans. Uh, there's an allegiance to uh, the player who's homegrown, who you want to see become and blossom into a star. And R.J. Barrett, to me, had become someone who was just too inconsistent or consistently inconsistent. Mm. He was never going to be uh, the the first, second, or third best player on a championship team. So the Knicks had to evaluate where he fit as far as what their window is, and they decided to move on from him. But what I found most fascinating about this trade is that if you talk to fans, the, the fans that I spoke to yesterday, or you go on social media, not that that's the best barometer. Uh, but you hear that they they are more saddened by the loss of Emmanuel quickly than they are uh, uh, by the R.J. Barrett. So uh, I did want to give Nick fans a chance to to chime in and get their voices heard. 800-919-3776. Hit us on Twitter, Ty D. Butler, Brandon Jacobs, 27. But this is a big trade, and we're, we're, we're going to see a lot of different emotions, Brandon Jacobs. Yeah, you know, always, you know, a guy like R.J. Barrett, you know, was very high, high you know, high. Drafted high, you know, had a great college career. Uh, I mean, you know, coming into New York, like even myself, I thought that would have been, a, I thought that was a great fit for him. Uh, being in New York, uh, he's, you know, he's familiar with everything, everybody around. Um, and I'm kind of shocked on this trade, to be honest with you, because it, it came out of nowhere. But, you know, but to be honest with, you know, with you, they're not really getting someone in the place of, uh, R.J. Barrett and, and uh, Ananobly is, is, is someone that's going to come and help help the team more, should I say. I, I don't think that that's going to be the case because uh, I think I think he averages about 15 points a game. Yep. While Barrett, I think is at I think like 18 or something like that. So no, so no real difference there. I, I don't know what prompted this trade. I'm not sure why or what they thought they was getting out of it. I, you know, a, a second round draft pick in, in, a, in, in the NBA is like a, a seventh round draft pick in the NFL. So uh, I'm I'm not sure what you know what the gang is, especially with when, you know when you're losing quickly too. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think the Knicks definitely took a loss in this trade. So I think OG is an upgrade over RJ. He's a great defender. He's a good shooter. And essentially, he's what they hoped RJ could become once they realized he was never going to be a superstar. He spaces the floor. He's a guy who doesn't need the ball in his hand, so it makes it a better fit with Brunson and, and Randall dominating the Rock as your number one and number two options on offense. Uh, but what you mentioned with Quickly to me 
is what's you know devastating about this because now they have to replace his his bench production, his energy, his crunch time effectiveness, and that's going to be a challenge for Tom Thibodeau. He was one of the best shooters on the team, and the reason why you loved him in crunch time wasn't just because of that. It was also uh, since he's the best free throw shooter on, on, on the squad. His ability to bait guys into into picking up fouls, like that's valuable for a team that's a top ten offense. So I think with this trade the question now becomes you know does it set them up for a bigger move down the line because they have retained their future first round picks they do have Evan Fournier's expiring contract and they also have another chip uh, that they can move in Quentin Grimes then you look at Dallas Milwaukee Detroit and Washington uh, in the future once these protections are cleared they'll owe them some picks the Knicks you know still have the ability to make a big deal so um, I, so when you look at this, I think you have to grade it with incomplete because you do get uh, a, a guy who you've, who you've coveted. You do get a guy who's going to be impactful for you. But we just got to see if it means that, you know, down the line, this sets them up for an even bigger trade that's going to change their, 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 their ceiling. Well, you, you know, the Knicks, you ask me, they're behind. They're, they're like extremely they're extremely behind on a, on a, on a whole lot of things. I don't know if the Knicks will ever get back to where they once were. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm just not. Again, you know, you know, like I said, I, that's I keep up with all sports and all in all players at some point. But that's one team I could honestly say I don't really keep up with as much time. <laughs> <laughs> You're just not big on them. It's all good. Yeah, it. It's all good. So let's I'm a Bulls let's, fan, man. Let's 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 do this. Let's talk to the audience because they want to weigh in on this. Let's go to Steve in Chappaqua, eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. What's up, Steve? Hi. First of all, I want you to get the uh, Larry Hardesty Gamer spot. You have to be on every night. Love come you, on, man. And, I, pre- and, uh, I, and I appreciate the love, but don't don't have it come at the expense of, of any coworkers, man. Those those are my guys. I do appreciate the love, but. Come on, man. I love I love Larry and Gordon. What else you got? What what, what you got on this? Uh, All RJ right. Barrett on the um, on the R.J. Barrett. I go back to this week during the week. You and uh, uh, Pat O'Keefe uh, substituting for the uh, the, show, the yeah. guys on the afternoon show. You went at it a little bit on R.J. Barrett, and I think this move proved you right. Yeah, man. They did not buy R.J. Barrett as much as uh, Pat O'Keefe did. So kudos <laughs> to you for being uh, kind of prescient on this. Yeah, man. I was right about this guy. I appreciate the call, Steve. Like, And, and I actually was just entertaining uh, the possibility of them um, sending him to the bench just because I didn't think that he was producing enough to remain in the starting lineup. They actually went out there and traded this dude to another country. And look, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I've been dead right about RJ. I've seen it for five years. We know what he – it was the same conversation, by the way, we were having with Daniel Jones and the Giants where people just kept trying to make excuses for what it was that we were actually watching. At some point, you arrive at, yeah, maybe it's still not a question because we have the answer that we just don't want to, don't want to have. And it's the fact that this kid – just wasn't good enough to be a part of a long-term plan for a team trying to contend for a championship. Let's hit Spike in St. Pete. What's up, Spike? 
Real quick, hey, BJ, I uh, used to sell, I'm retired now, living in Florida, I used to sell college bookstores. So for a fourth and a seventh round pick, who went to Marshall and Carbondale, uh, Saluki, third, second or third best athlete out of that school, my man, Clyde's my guy, and then Bart Scott. So I used to sell the bookstores, and I think you went to Auburn for a little bit. Am I right? I did go to Auburn yeah. for a little bit in, in, uh, in 2003. That was my last year there. Then I went to Southern Illinois in 04. Yeah, yeah, because I, I sold all those books. Any book you got there, a notebook, and wrote on it, it had the name on it. So so fourth and seventh round picks, two Super Bowls. I'm good. I'm good. Let me get you on to the Nick thing. Ty, Laker boy, as I call you. Nick's made a great deal. <laughs> we all do respect to, to whoever don't like RJ. I loves RJ like my friend Jose in Brooklyn. RJ will be a 10 to 12-year player. I said that to you with the Pat O'Keefe the other day. He'll have a great career, make a lot of money, but this is what you get. He's an inefficient scorer. He's a great kid, great family. His pops played at St. John's. Uh, but this is what you got with him. He uh, just He's inefficient. He corrected his free throw. His shot's better this year. But OG Ananobi is probably the seventh or eighth greatest defender in the world because yeah. he was second to all-NBA. He led yep. the NBA in steals last year. He makes the corner three. You got bigger. This guy, Precious, from Nigeria, he yep. gets five or six rebounds in 18 minutes. The Knicks got bigger, and they got defensively better. They did. I agree with that, Spike. I appreciate the call. I, I don't think that... Right now, you can say it makes it like it, it, it gets them closer to winning a championship. But what I will say is in that climb to challenging Boston and Milwaukee, the two teams that you, you trust most uh, in the East, it, it, it makes it uh, more of a pest for them having to deal with, like you said, uh, Ananobi's one of the best defenders in the league. And then Achua, I don't know, you know, how much time he's going to see, but for a Knicks team that's, you know, dealing with some issues with size because of uh, Mitchell Robinson's injury and then, of course, Jericho Sims has been out, uh, that's going to help them out. Uh, that is going to help them out. Let's hit Freaky Ty in New Jersey. What's up, Freaky Ty? What's up, Ty? Y'all can hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, man. You got you got the name of, uh, uh, of a former rapper, Freaky. I uh, know. <laughs> my real name is Tyree. And when I was younger, one of my, my uncles, you know, he called me, he said, nah, your, your nickname going to be Freaky Ty. So it kind of stuck with me since I was like eight, nine years old. But I know the rapper you're talking about. Yeah, you're, um, a bigger, you're a bigger hip-hop fan than Tom Bauer, man, who was just fumbling all over himself last hour. I don't know if you heard that. But he was just, he was fumbling. What you got for us, Freaky? Yeah, so, so I just want to say what's up, Ty, man. First of all, I want to say you do a great job, bro. And I'm, I'm just happy that... You know, we got somebody on that sound like us, talk like us, and make us talk feel comfortable it. when we call play. Yes, um, sir. Yes, sir. To, to, to BJ, I want to say what's up, man. I'm from Patterson, New Jersey, right? Ooh. I don't know if you were, My spot. I don't know if you Man, you was huge in our community. And I was in high school at the time. We had HSTD. It was like football training. We had, you know, professional athletes come through. And you was there, like, the whole summer with us, BJ. And, and I'll never forget that. And we went to the championship because of that. Patterson mm-hmm. Esau. I remember and, that. Um, yeah, man. Two of my best friends used to box. And I know you got a little bit of boxing background. And um, I don't know if you remember their name. Their name was Keith Hunt. I do. To, uh, I do. Uh, uh, I do uh, remember so, I just want to let you know, man, that I will never forget that. And you're a champion on the field, and you're a champion off the field as a person. But um, I don't want to get too caught up on that. 
because I called about my point about the Knicks point, the R.J. Barrett trade, bro. Um, so look, it's a win-win for everybody. R.J. Barrett gets to go back home, go back to Canada. You know what I mean? He was inconsistent with us. We love him. You know, I, I loved him because I was hoping that he would bring Zion here. You know what I'm saying? Zion in New York. But obviously that 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 dream is gone. But it's a win-win for everybody. R.J. gets to go back home to Canada. I know he's going to play good. Y'all know just like I know. Whenever the Knicks got players, they don't be doing as much as we want them to do here. But soon as they go somewhere else, what they do, y'all? They play out of mind. They ball they out, yeah. After they leave the Knicks. So you know what? It's a good thing. IQ, my man, man, you quickly, we love him. But he was behind Jalen Brunson. Yeah. So he can't. Mm-hmm. He can't show what he could do behind a guy who's having career years on the Knicks. Correct. Something the Knicks ain't in years, man. Correct. A point guard who is balling. So IQ get to get out of that shadow and go be a star. Is he going to be the starter for the Raptors? He should. Do y'all know that? Is he, is he going to start or not? Well, uh, he should. He, he, he should. I appreciate the call, Freaky. Uh, he's he's going to get a shot to, to, to be... You know, one of their best players, you could make the case that of everyone involved in this trade, you know, he projects to have the highest ceiling just based on, you know, not just what he's doing this year. Remember last year he, he, he finished second in the sixth man of the year. But, I mean, that's an excellent phone call, man. Uh, our, uh, Emmanuel quickly was victimized by just bad timing because it like the Knicks have had such horrible luck. When it came to their point guard situation, like it's been such a, a, a hellhole, a dark hole, and they finally get Jalen Brunson, and this is when Emmanuel quickly is, you know, in in the midst of, of shining. So yeah, he's gonna get an opportunity to to start in um in, in Toronto, and then we'll see what happens because you know they got they got Schroeder over there, uh, but with with him going there and balling, playing for a contract, we'll we'll see what happens. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. So we end 2023. We try to do it on a high note. Hit us up. We're on Twitter, Ty D. Butler. Hit us up. Brandon Jacobs, 27. Get at us on the gram and, of course, on the phone lines, 800-919-3776. As we kind of put a bow on this R.J. Barrett conversation. uh, So the Knicks had to be honest with themselves about whether or not he could be the third best player on a championship team. And I think after five years, we learned the answer was no. But uh, t- to me, what you also have to pay attention to and highlight is the fact that if you go back the last decade of lottery picks, they don't have a single guy anymore. A single guy. Lottery picks who are supposed to be, you know, cornerstones, foundational man, pieces. It's just I'm telling you, Ty, it's just like I said before, man, it's just a luck of the draw, man. Like people want to give credits to all these GMs and all these people doing this draft and they're paying people all this money. It's a luck of the draw. Every guy in the draft was the absolute same person. <laughs> And all in both drafts, you know, that's just what it is. You know, it's a luck of the draw. Things, you know, different, you know, different coaches and different systems fit different players, man. And those guys aren't necessarily going to be the same people that you see and that you draft when they come to you. People need to learn how to see through that and look at what's around the player before you draft them and put all of this responsibility on them. Absolutely. And, you know, what has to frustrate you 
uh, for the Knicks is just that you feel like you just haven't been able to get it right. So 2020, lottery pick, Obi Toppin, gone. 2019, lottery pick, R.J. Barrett, now gone. 2018, lottery pick, Kevin Knox, gone. 2017, lottery pick, Franklin Lakina, gone. 2015, KP, you actually hit on him, but the relationship soured. He's gone. So just the last decade to not have a single lottery pick, you know, materialize and become impactful for you is why you're in the conversation right now of a team that just has a ceiling of getting to round two with no real shot at winning a championship. Now, Joe Leo, uh, the uh, producer of this show, you asked me something during the break. I want you to re-ask me that question. So if you're the Knicks brain trust, Leon Rose and company, who would you rather re-sign in the offseason, quickly or Ananobi? So this is a great question Mm. because it it requires – some it's it's very thought provoking because if if you're if you're of the mindset that IQ has the highest ceiling of these players then your answer would and should be Emmanuel quickly like you'd rather resign him mm-hmm. but the reason why you know conventional wisdom has to have a little bit of a twist to it is because of the circumstances the Knicks find themselves in and it's the fact that their best player is an all-star at that position that Emmanuel quickly plays. Jalen Brunson's one of the best point guards in the NBA. Absolutely. He, he is. He, he's a dog. Now, while I don't think he could be the best player on the championship team, that's a guy I'm riding with. So it's just bad luck for, uh, for quickly to have this ascension while playing the same position as the best player uh, on this team. It was just never going to work out because they can't start together. They're too small. So it, it comes down to a, a depth chart issue with the Knicks. Like, they, they had two guys who were great playing the same position, and, of course, you're going to prioritize Jalen Brunson, who's a perennial all-star at this point in his career. Well, you know, I, I mean, quickly, I, I'm going defense every time. That's about the only I thing that, that you can – Yeah, like, that's about the only thing that you can guarantee when, when it comes to the NBA, you know. Is somebody that's going to play defense, which which 85% of the league don't even do. So this man is in the 15 percentile of uh, some of the best defensive players in the league at the yeah. top, at the yeah. top of that. So I'm, I'm going I'm going with quickly, you know, when it, you know when it comes to, you know, who I'd rather resign for the Knicks. Uh, you know, I just think I, I, I just think, you know, defense, if you got guys, if you got one guy or two guys on your roster that plays defense, I think your team got a chance to be in being really good. But offensively, he's he goes along the same lines with with, uh, you know, I think he's a, I think he averaged like 15 points, 16 points a game as well. You know, but again, we're talking about a guy who's not even who who who's not even, you know, who who's coming off the bench. He's not even the yeah. starter. He can't start, man. So, so quickly is the better offensive player between him and OG. But OG, oh, absolutely, I think this is the better defensive player. Here was Alan Hahn on an, the Anita Mark show yesterday uh, on the positives from the OG RJ Barrett trade. First of all, they have been chasing him since last year's trade deadline, and they thought they came real close to getting a deal done, and they were not able to do it because of a lot of draft capital that the Raptors wanted included that the Knicks were refusing to pay. He continued to be a player they felt would have been a great fit for them in the way they play. So they got a guy that they really wanted for a while. Then on top of it, you add the fact that this is a guy that is is a 7-2 wingspan and he gives you a versatile defender, an all-defensive player of the year guy last year, all-defensive team, I should say, last year, 
led the league in steals, is one of the tops in the leagues in deflections all last season. This year, new coach. Nick Nurse last year, more defensive-minded. This year, totally different team. It's a weird fit, and he really hasn't played the same. But the one thing that he also brings besides a guy that makes them bigger on the wing and a better defender is he shoots the three at a good rate, and he shoots a catch-and-three, which is what you need to do at that spot. So it's when you just look at it from OG Ananubi versus R.J. Barrett swap, just that, isolate that, you got better. Because R.J., it just wasn't fitting. He had a good start to the year, and then the shot and the, and the consistency issues came back again. And he's not a plus defender, which is what you need when you've got the roster that they have and obviously the way Thibodeau plays. And the thing that has to kill fans of this team is this. These two guys you just traded to Toronto to get OG, you were hesitant to include in a trade for Donovan Mitchell? That, like, that just mm. makes no sense to me. So I want to be fair. They, they've done an excellent job putting this team together. They, they're right in the thick of things in the playoff picture. They're going to be a tough out for any team that they play. But that decision to not trade them for Donovan Mitchell, but then the next season trade them for OG, uh, OG is going to be highly scrutinized if this doesn't lead to an even bigger move. And we'll see if that happens. Uh, that's why I've said that the, the trade has to be judged with an incomplete grade because we just don't know if it's going to facilitate uh, something bigger going forward. Let's hit Ben in the car who wants to weigh in on the Knicks. What's up, Ben? Hey, Ty. What's going on? What's up, bro? Talk to me. I'm just I'm just trying to figure this out, right? I understand what you're saying with, with OG and, and Precious. These guys are good good rebounders, good defenders, but if you're trading away quickly, he's a backup to Brunson. Brunson's not playing 48 minutes every night. You're not going to have a backup now. And also, you're missing 30 to 35 points a night, depending on what these guys do. Barrett gives you 15 to 20 a night, quickly gives you between 10 and 20 a night. Where are you getting these, these extra points from? And who's well, sitting behind OG's, Brunson right now? OG's replacing him, so that, that has to factor into your math. I appreciate the call. But the question about replacing him, his bench production, I, I highlighted last segment. Yeah, that's going to be something you have to address. He was the, the best guy of that unit that was one of your strengths. And you are now in a situation where you're, you're, you've weakened it with you know what you have at your disposal. Miles McBride, love Josh Hart, love Quentin Grimes, but your bench has been depleted. So the Knicks uh, going forward are going to have to address those areas of need. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacob show on 98.7 ESPN. BJ, it, you know, the world is such a small place, right? So we're, we're hosting this show right now. Mm -hmm. Then later on, you're going to be hosting primetime uh, from 5 to 9 on the network with Jake Asman, who I am going to be hosting DPH on Rothenberg with tomorrow morning from 6 to 10 a.m. Oh, really? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, it's definitely small, man. <laughs> so it all like it all comes together. Yes, it does, man. Now, so I, I just have one request because I I don't know. I I'm not I'm not insecure, but don't be doing too much laughing with Jake, man. I, I want the most fun you have on radio today to be with your boy Ty. <laughs> Can we have that, please? Absolutely, man. You got it. Let's do it. Let's finish, man. Because <laughs> if if you're gonna end twenty twenty three with infidelity. Getting that out your system. Don't uh, don't be key key keying too much. I'm, I'm gonna have y'all tuned in, man. I'm, I'm gonna pull y'all up on the app. Don't be doing too much key key keying. I'm gonna have to text you and see what's up. <laughs> you something else, man. <laughs> you something else. You a real Jet fan. 
Yo, but make sure y'all check out my boy Brandon Jacobs. He's going to be on the network tonight, 5 to 9 Eastern, hanging out with uh, Jake Asman, who, I, again, I will be in for uh, DPH and Rothenberg. Me and Jake tomorrow morning, bright and early, 6 a.m., the, the first voices you will hear on this station in 2024, so I'm looking forward to that. 800-919-3776. Get some more of your phone calls. How about we go to North Bergen and chop it up with Gary? What's up, Gary? Hey, what's up, uh, Ty? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. What's so what's what's going on? What's going on? It's good. I'm just I'm just weighing in on the trade with the Knicks. I'm a big Knicks fan. Um, I think they gave up too much. I like the pieces they got back, but I think we should have included Grimes in that trade with instead of Quigley. Well, Just Toronto not was not going to take that. That's not a. That's Toronto was yeah. not going to. That was not going to satiate their hunger. No. Grimes well, was not. Yeah. That was not going to be uh, enough to get OG. You you don't think that would have been enough? No, of course yeah. not. They, they they wanted the the player who projects to, to to have the highest ceiling, who they can then give a, a max contract to, if he plays well, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, if, yeah, if he plays well. Oh, I think he's going to play well, but I I don't know. I think. Toronto would have. They, they kind of got something going on with Toronto now, right? With the with the lawsuit and everything else like that. I think yeah. Toronto would have taken whatever you know we gave them. Nah, pushed nah I don't know about that. Nah, that's not how trades work, Gary. You know? Appreciate the call, but that's not how trades work. You know, just you know, acquiesce to a, another team's demands just because you know you just because they want you to. But Brandon, I teed that up for you last segment. Do you think? Uh, it's unfair to to hold someone to the standard of where they were drafted. No, I don't think it's unfair at all. <clears throat> I don't think it's unfair at all. I mean, when you when you take a guy that high in the draft, I mean, you expect him to come and be ready to play and 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 and, and contribute and 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 be one of the team's biggest contribute. But you know, behind the guy you picked early last, you know, the season before that, so. I, I don't think it's unfair at all. It's just a way. It's just a way to you know the cookie crumble. Yeah. So and and, and then uh, you know the pressure. Well, what did that pressure feel like, man? Because you have these fan bases that are that are so demanding, right? They they hold these teams that they love dearly to a high standard, and of course it's the number one market. So the the media coverage is unparalleled. You've got passionate fan bases. You've got you know a ton of cameras and microphones. Like, what's the pressure like of playing here in New York? Uh, I never really kind of looked at it as pressure because where I was drafted at, like for me, whatever they got out of me was going to be, you know, okay, I guess I can call it. I was a fourth-round draft pick. So that I don't even know if the Giants ever planned on me ever being their starter at, at any point. You know, I, I, I just don't think they did, but I ended up being good enough to do that. But, I mean, pressure – I say it's a tad bit pressure because of how vocal everyone are in the area, right? They're so vocal. They don't bite their tongues. They they, they, they say people say what they want to say, you know, in in comments on articles or, and or when they see you. You know, they don't they don't hesitate on saying what they feel should be happening. Uh so I mean, playing in New York, man, this is is a lot different than playing anywhere else, man, because they really love sports. They really love their sports over there. 
and outside of working hard every day, is there in the, in their families is their sports that they like and their team that they root for. So I mean, they're you know they're really serious about it and, and don't bite their and don't bite their tongues. Dude, you don't even have to name who the player was, but did you ever have like teammates you came across who clearly were, you know, not built for playing in this market? Uh no, I think we had everybody on the team that was pretty much fit for New York. Um I I didn't have uh I didn't have any sensitive guys that that you know, I did have some guys that say, you know, man, I hate it here, man. These people just don't get it. They don't understand what we go through. They're not going to understand what we're going through. They are not here to understand what we're going through. They know they brought you here to bring wins and bring some laughter and something to cheer for. That's not what we're doing right now, so this is what we have to go through. We have to take this on the chin until we get better. You know, but no one that's was really, really, really sensitive uh, about anything. So, I mean, it's it, it's kind of hard to please New York fans at times. But, yeah. you know, we experienced a four-quarter game where they was cheering and booing at the same time. You know, so it's just <laughs> it's just the way it is, man. It's like, yo, make up your mind, man. Make yeah, up your make mind. Up your mind. Y'all, I don't know if y'all want to cheer for us or if y'all want to <laughs> boo us. Let's go to John in Brooklyn. What's up, John? Hey, hello. Hey, what's up, John? Hey, hey how you doing? Listen, right, so two points. One point is the trade is disgusting to me. Now, mm. and I'll say this. You got rid of IQ because you didn't want to pay him that contract at the end of the year. Correct. So now people are trying to make it make sense to me by saying, oh, yeah, maybe they did that so they can make room for Spider Mitchell. Now, here's the thing. Like I told your partner that picked up the phone, how could we be trying to make room for Spider Mitchell when Jalen Brunson has proven all year last year, plus in the playoffs, that he is the better player than Spider Mitchell. Do you remember last year when they had that point that uh points per game duel and the Knicks won the game and Brunson actually won the points per game duel? Yeah, but like, John, that does that doesn't matter if you're acquiring him to be teammates with Jalen. Like the head to head. How could you acquire him to be teammates with Jalen Brunson when you just got rid of IQ because IQ couldn't play with Jalen Brunson because it doesn't match, it doesn't add up for them to be on the court at the well, same Donovan's time. Well, Donovan's a two Donovan's a two guard. Yeah, but I, he I, needs the ball a lot, and so does Jalen Brunson. That's fair. Right, that's one, one, one last point before you let me go. One last point. I'll tell you what the Knicks need. The Knicks, the Knicks need exactly what the Lakers need. The Lakers need one player. The only player that the Knicks, that the Lakers could get that would make them get past the Nuggets is the same player the Knicks need, and that's the Joel Embiid. So unless the happening. Lakers are going to do some type of Shaq from Orlando super, super get to get Joel Embiid, they'll never get past the Nuggets. The Knicks need Joel Embiid. The Knicks yeah. have arrived. They you see just this, need hey John, that type you, of you, see, you see how good the Sixers are? Yeah. You see, you see Tyrese Maxey having a career and, year? And, and going to be an all-star? Yes. Joel Embiid's not going anywhere, only, yeah, anywhere right even, now. He's not even <laughs> Philly. He had opportunity to leave Philly last year. Appreciate the call, John. He's not going anywhere. Not happening. Manny and Flushing, uh, our last call before oh, we hit oh, a break. What's up, Manny? Oh. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Wish y'all happy 2024. Same to you, bro. Same what's you, what's, what's yeah. on your mind? Talk Thank to you. us. Um, listen, listen. Um, I echo what the, the man's saying, but I think he missed on one out by Dobbin Mitchell. Despite a great player, that he, uh, a great scorer he is, that dude has never passed the second, the, the second round throughout his career. If you really think about it, this is his seventh year. He has never passed the second round. And, and, and at some point, like, if you're the Knicks, why do you want to bring a player who is a great scorer, but, but, but it's shown that his team has never passed this um, the second round. I mean, get in mind, three years ago, 
that Utah Jazz team with him and um, Rudy Gobert had the league's best record, and it couldn't be a, a Clippers team who, mind you, lost Kawhi Leonard in a torn ACL. And the next year, they lost to a Mavericks team with a then Jalen Brunson um, and Luka Doncic missed half half of the games due to injury. Yeah. And, and, and and now the, the, this past year, um, Mitchell was was beaten again by Jalen Brunson. Mm-hmm. And my thing is simple: Why do you need a Mitchell for a player? Because I'd rather have a guy with a resume. But that guy's not available, guy no Manny. Resume. That guy's not available, and Donovan might be your best bet. Appreciate the call. And if you pair him with Jalen, then you feel like it elevates your ceiling. As long as you're able to keep J- uh, Julius Randle uh, with his core, that bench, Tom Thibodeau having a good season uh, as a head coach. So I-, I think that's why you would be looking in that direction. But you know, this is going to be a, a, again a topic of conversation for months. Uh, we just got to see who that next player is that the Knicks go after because this clearly can't be the last of those moves. Coming up next, Brandon. We got to talk about this Russell Wilson situation because I am hot and I am I, I, I have to continue to call the media out for being hypocrites and how we how we how we evaluate players and how we evaluate management. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacob show on 98.7 ESPN. You know, a lot of people are going to the what do you want to call it? The layup joke. See, you know, college football committee got it right. The uh, people are Florida State. You know, they're, they're a fraud, but not realizing they didn't play anybody. What they had like twenty-five scholarship players just gone. Not participating. Twelve starters out. Yeah, like it, twelve it, it, starters out. DC, see, that's casual guys, man. I think that we make those type of. But fans, it, it is what it is with fans, man, because all over Facebook, see, see, I told you, see, shouldn't be like, do you not opt, do you not realize in 12 Florida State starters opted out while Georgia only had three starters out? Yeah, and they're talking about people going into the transfer portal. Well, those guys are in the transfer portal because they don't play. So, yes, they're not a big miss in this game, right? They just make it seem like a lot of people's on the team, right? But in our, in our reality, Georgia had three starters out of the game, which was – pretty big but florida state lost 12 so i mean come on people got to be able to understand that so fsu was without uh it's top two quarterbacks top two running backs two top receivers tight end three starting defensive linemen two of their three starting linebackers and their three starting defensive backs uh giving you a total of 29 scholarship players and all i do think that college football has to figure out a way to you know and i don't know how you do it but fix uh, this uh, d- this decision to opt out of a bowl game just because like it becomes less appealing. Like you want these games to matter, even though they don't. You you gotta have have something to sell, and it's hard to do that uh, when you see no one's participating. When did they start the opting out? Was it like five or six years ago they started doing that? Uh, something maybe, like that. Yeah, maybe in that range. Yeah, I, I don't I mean, get it it's either. Smart. It's smart, though, right? Like, if yeah, it's you, smart especially... to opt out. You go into the league, you want to make some money. I just saw Deion Sanders posted something like this guy's opting out of bowl games who's a third-round draft pick. So third-round draft pick is an opportunity to go and possibly be a starter for somebody's yes. NFL team. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Dak Prescott is a third-round draft pick. Right. Russell Wilson. I mean, like, we we see these guys all the time make uh, make impacts. But, you know, speaking of Russell Wilson, I, I'm annoyed, Brandon. I, so all the people who who rip players for requesting trades, and we see this actually happen a lot in basketball, 
But just in general, when a player requests a trade, you get nothing but the media salivating mm-hmm. at the thought Killing of them. criticizing them. How could you do this? You're selfish. Honor your contract. And then when it's management, when it's the general manager and the head coach in sync trying to circumvent paying a player so they bench him in the final two games of the season just so it doesn't activate his $37 million guarantee you know, clause in his contract and if it helps, it helps facilitate getting him off the team, no one's got anything to say about that? No like, one's got anything to say to about me. it. It it's is a disgrace. disgrace to me, bro. And it's and this and this and it's poor, and it's bad. It's it's not professional, uh, super unprofessional by Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos. The way they had dropped the ball with Russell Wilson. Yeah, I get it. The way the season started, but okay, you have agreed. You and Russell Wilson, uh, 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 counselors or whoever it may be, agent, agreed on this contract. You agreed on this when he came in. So you cannot. You cannot. You can go by a you you can go by it in a much professional way and say, hey, you know, can we talk about this or talk about that? But don't go like, well, we need you to take a pay cut, or we're not gonna start you. Like that's like that's like playing games. That's like a petty game. This is professional football. So the way the Denver Broncos and Sean Payton has, has handled this situation with Russell Wilson is 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 is, is totally uncalled for and is is is, is not accepted by anybody. It, they, they, nobody. It's nefarious. And look, I look if they decided that it was in the best interest of their organization to move on for him, I have no problem with that. But it's the manner in which they've gone about it. After a win against Kansas City, they came up to him, threatened him, saying, you know, if you don't forego that that, that got clause in your contract, if you don't defer it, we're going to bench you. And, and, and it's the whole... The, the entirety of this thing has been such a, deb- a debacle. Sean Payton, off the rip, came in. It publicly criticizing Russell Wilson and, and Nathaniel Hackett. He wanted to smoke off the jump. You know, uh-huh. you're, you're going to be out here kissing babies. And it feels like all year long he's, he's tried to publicly embarrass and shame this guy. And, and, and we saw it, you know, week 15 in that loss against the Lions where he's like berating him on the sidelines, where it just felt more passionate than just your average head coach, quarterback relationship, conversation, disagreement, or whatever the case may be. I just think it compromises the integrity of the product because the Broncos want to want to sell you on, you know, all we care about is winning. We're trying to do what's in the best interest of our football team, winning games. You think Jared Stidham gives you a better chance to win games than Russell Wilson, who I guess no longer in his prime, but he's got 24 touchdowns, eight interceptions on the year? You yeah, think that's like doing that. it? And then by and, and then you know, I don't know how many people actually a lot of people care about this. Oh, a lot of people care gamblers, about it. No, but this part of it, the gamblers. Because once you get into bed with with these gambl with, with these gambling sites and these gambling entities, you're you're now you've now created a partnership where it's important for you to not compromise your product. So all the people who who either bet on Russell Wilson, you know, to achieve anything of an individual accolade, or the the Broncos over under and wins. You're now benching a guy who gives them the best chance to win because of a decision you're trying to circumvent. You know, as far as his contract is concerned, I just think this whole thing is a mess. It makes the NFL look bad. It makes the Broncos look bad, and I'm just not for it. Yeah, I, I think it's just 
Oh, I, I, when 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 Sean Payton came in and had so much to say about Russell Wilson, and I know the marriage was going to be, it wasn't going to last long. And I was talking about you want to do this, you want to kiss babies. Well, guess what? All, like all of that's over now. It's time to win games, and I'm going to hold you accountable to everything you do, and all of this other stuff, saying all of this stuff to this man. And I'm like, this is not going to work. He just doesn't like Russell Wilson as a quarterback, and he's yeah. going to do his best to get him out of there. And he 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 don't want him to be his right hand man. But newsflash, I don't know who else he's going to go out there and try to get in the in the place and where they are in the draft. Unless they move up, they're not going to get, you know, somebody like one you know like one of those guys that's available. Yeah, I I I don't know, man. It, it, it's messy. Like I said, it makes uh, the league look bad. It, it makes the uh, organization look bad. And the media, who they're just itching to to be all over players, criticize them, and, and, and want to do them dirty just because they decide that there are greener pastures elsewhere. Which is funny, right, Brandon? Mm-hmm. We 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 get on players for not winning enough, right? Like you don't win enough championships, you you don't have enough success in the playoffs. But then when those players try to facilitate being put in a better position to go somewhere and win, which is what the media wanted them to do, they're critical. Honor your contract. Honor your contract. But got nothing to say to Sean Payton when he's doing this garbage. Absolutely. And I and I and I think that, that this should be handled. I think the PA should step in in this situation because I've actually had a situation when I was in San Francisco with the uh, PA stepped in for me. Uh, San Francisco tried to cut me after 12 weeks of being on a roster as a veteran. You owe me every dime, so they tried to. So they so they said the only the only option you have is to, is just to suspend him, give him a paid suspension, but you owe him every dime. He's he's been on a roster for 12 weeks, and this is what happened. So the PA actually stepped in for me. The NFL PA needs to step in on this because this is a lot of unfair treatment that they have. I mean, you agreed to all of this. You agreed to this clause when this man signed his contract. You knew it was coming. You knew he had this clause, you know, you know, coming up in his second year. Is, 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 I mean, it's this year this contract. You, you, you knew that. And now, for some whatever reason it is, you bring him this option. You bring him this situation after he goes out and beat a Kansas City Chiefs, a divisional opponent who's been kicking your, who's been beating you all year long, and 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 they, they've been beating you for years. Yeah, so he Mahomes comes in and get a win, yeah. right? Since, since yes, yeah, since Mahomes got there, he, they had to beat the, him. The, yeah, so he comes in and he beats Kent. Now the Kansas City Chiefs, it, it, they're 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 not the same Chiefs, but still, they you know Russell Wilson come in, he he put together a pretty good performance, won the game, and you bring him this, he's thinking you're gonna probably shake his hand and say great game, but but instead you're telling him that he needs to you know defer this. In his contract, or they're not going to start him. I mean, that that that's are they going to bench him? That that's that's just that's poor. Yo, that's just poor, a, that's poor. just imagine it happened in the reverse. Right. If Russell Wilson had gone to Peyton and said, "Look, uh, I I understand like these games are important, these games matter, but I I am thinking about sitting out the rest of the of the season." Because of some injury clause in the contract, where if I get hurt, I'm not entitled to the money in my, uh, that 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 uh, that's been a part of this contract. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm not gonna play the rest of the year. Think about what we would be saying about him if he had done that. It is crazy. Oh, it's he's crazy. he's terrible. You know, he doesn't need to be on anybody's team. He's not a team guy. You know, all all this other stuff. He 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 he, he shouldn't play in the league again. 
you know, all of this stuff is what we're here about him if he did that.